solution. So today as we set our hearts to listen what it is that he has got in store for us, it is my prayer that the Lord will open our hearts to grasp what he has in store. Let us pray as we enter into listening to his word. Father, we bless you and we thank you for the grace of God that is sufficient in every situation. We thank you for your word that is, O oh dear Lord, that was and that is to come. Your word that never changes and your word that never fails. We thank you for your word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our paths. We thank you for your word that is able to give us an inheritance together with the saints in the light. We thank you for your word that is life. And this word gives us life, O oh dear Lord, moment by moment. So I ask in the name of Jesus as we meditate on your word and as we share this word, let this word effect life in us. Let this word stir us up yet again. Let this word awaken us unto your will and unto your purposes in this hour and in this season. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let us go open our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 8. It's a scripture, there are scriptures that we know, but I will just read them all over again. The Bible of God says in Luke chapter 8 and from verse 4 up to verse 15, he says the following, And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sour wind, a sour wind out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell on the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell in good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and they have no, but they have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation they fall away. Now the ones that fail among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fail on good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and a good heart, keep it, and they bear fruit with patience. Now today, mainly, what the Lord laid upon my heart, you've heard these scriptures over and over and over again. We know them inside out. But this word, as I was meditating on what to come 
to share with us. These words fell upon my heart. And it is in stages, right all through. Especially just as we have been hearing, maybe there are words you have heard. But the Lord wants, once again, them to be stirred up for us. Because there is a, a warning or there is an admonition that he is sending out to his church, as as Hope Community Church West London, and to his church worldwide across. And if you look in verse 11, it says, Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God, and those by the wayside are those who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Many times we have used this word and we use this word on those who don't believe or those who don't know the Lord Jesus as we say. They will hear the gospel preached and they don't, you know, the devil comes and picks that particular word out of their heart and they don't believe so they, are, they don't receive the saving grace of God. But as I was waiting on God, this word came unto my heart and the Lord was speaking to my spirit saying that, you know, I am speaking to my church. That there are so many who are standing by the wayside. There are so many who are standing by the wayside. And if you go back to verse 8, when he was feeling it, say he cried out and he said, He or she who has ears, let him hear. He left it at that particular point. That the one who has an ear, let him hear. For the word of God comes to all. And the word of God is coming to you. The word of God is coming to me. Blessed are you who has an ear that is able to hear. And grasp. And take it. Take that word on board. When he tells them. He who has an ear. Let him or her hear. I want you to imagine. Similarly those ones who have read Revelations. When he speaks to the churches. The Spirit speaks exactly the same words and he says, Let him who has or who has ears hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Lord is desirous that you may be able to hear. But as he looks at us from above, I want you to weigh yourself as I weigh myself. That you know you have an idea of what you are, I have an idea of what I am. And everybody around us have got ideas or they have got their view of who you are or what you are. They can see these particular, you know, items on our, the earlobes or whatever that, that are on our, on, on our, on, on our whatever, or the, whatever we have as our ears. They can see them on, on our faces or on our head. And they will say, yeah, he has ears. Maybe he's definitely hearing what I'm hearing. But somebody can be deaf and yet he has these particular ears showing on the face because something is wrong on the inside and so as we get into listening today and sharing briefly what has been laid upon my heart i just want us you to ask yourself am i really hearing how does god look on me as his word comes across to me does he count me as a hearer who actually hears or am i just standing there almost like a statue that you know, it, uh, things are being spoken, I appear to be hearing, but I'm not hearing anything. And as I said, the word that came to me was, many are standing by the wayside. 
And I started meditating, what does it mean to stand by the wayside? And those are the things that I would just like us to remind ourselves, even as we move into the phase that God is calling us unto, to be able to move in the grace, in the power, and in the anointing of the Spirit, as He desires to work in our midst. First and foremost, to stand by the wayside. The one, the first thought that came to my mind was, is basically, is that your mind is ever occupied by other things. Even now as we are in the service, or wherever it is that you are, maybe when you are reading the word of God, when you are trying to go to pray, whatever it is, whatever it is that you are doing, your mind is occupied by other things. You find either may it be worry, that is, you know, as our sister Linda shared right at the very outset, that hope of God that comes to us. There is the aspect of worry. There is the aspect of money. There are aspects of properties and things that surround us and our minds get occupied continually. There can be anger. There can be unforgiveness. There can be resentment. Things come and they occupy your mind and your spirit to such an extent that you are not able to hear or to grasp what God is speaking to you at that particular hour. You focus so much on what is around, the fears and the, and the fights and the doubts within and without. And they cause you not to be able to hear what God is speaking unto you. His word says in a, a Colossians, as we have read in times where I say Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 and 2, he says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds, that is verse 2, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So, standing by the wayside, one of the things essentially is one of the uh, one of the manifestations of somebody who's standing by the wayside is your mind is not set on things above. Your mind is set on things that are on the earth. The Lord is looking for a people who are minding heavenwards. As he's preparing a home for you and for me. He says he will bring that particular heaven down. And the new earth and the new heaven. He will make you and I to inherit that particular heaven. But he says focus on that. Because that is eternal. The things we have down here. They are, they are, they are temporal. And in due time they are going to pass away. And the life you want. You know there are those ones who are focusing their minds on now and on the life that they once lived if you look like in hebrews chapter chapter 11 verse 13 and 15 the word of god says all these people were still living by faith when they died they did not receive the things promised they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking or mindful of the country they had left, they would have had an opportunity to return. Hence, many times we tend to look back into the type of life that we had before we came to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The things we used to do, the friends we used to have, the places we used to go, and some of those fire things come in and occupy our minds. And many times we lose sight 
of what God is speaking to us. As he tries to communicate to you and me, we fail to hear, standing by the wayside. And the Lord is saying, many of my beloved ones, many of my children are standing on the wayside. I want you to look at yourself and I look at myself. Where am I where am I standing at this hour? Luke chapter 17 verse 26 to 32, the word of God says the following. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, being given in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking and buying, and selling, and planting, and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is in the housetop with possessions inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. My beloved ones, you know, the word of God is warning us about the issue of standing by the wayside. Realize what he talks of the people in Noah's time and in Lord's time. They were eating, and many times that is so much manifest in our time. They were drinking. We like partying. They, are, they were marrying. They were being given in marriage. You know, they were buying. They were selling. They were building. Minds were set on the things around and the word of God says, it will be like this when the Son of Man returns, when he is revealed. That's what will be happening. We have got so much, even like look at the gospel of prosperity. We want to have wonderful lives and good, powerful, wonderful you know, fame and celebrity statuses in our present time. Our minds are set on the, on the world. We are looking on what am I going to realize, but we are not looking up. What does God want to do in me? What is um, he's, he calling me unto? We are desirous to make for ourselves a name now and, you know, amongst ourselves. But how is the Father looking at us and how is he weighing you and weighing me? May the Lord have mercy on us. I remember that, you know, he says, remember Lut's, Lut's wife. Her mind was set on, on the, what was before. The word had come unto them. They leave and they don't look back. The, the, but the mind of Lot's wife was back in Sodom. The family of Lot, as much as the word came unto them that fire and sulfur are coming down, it never registered. It just didn't register. And they, they were so attached to their current situations in the word of God never registered. And my brother and my sister, I pray that for you and for me, let us not be so attached to the stuff here on earth now or the things that we are involved in that we lose sight of what the Lord wants to do in you and what the Lord wants to do in me. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, Paul speaks of somebody who had been a believer, a strong believer who was with Apostle Paul, moving up and down in ministry and accomplishing the things of God. Just you remember like Judas. Judas was with Jesus for three years. And at the end of it, he missed the mark. Because his mind was set on things on the earth. He was standing by the wayside. The word never sprouted and brought forth fruit in his life. Look at Demas. 
in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 9 to 10, the word of God says the following. Paul speaks of this brother. As I said, he was he had been with Paul in ministry. He says, do your best to come to me quickly. That is Paul speaking to Timothy. Then he says, for Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to the Thessalonica. Demas was a dear brother. But at a given point in time, he loved, he ended up starting to love the world and the things that are in the world. He deserted Paul. He left the kings of the kingdom. He went back to enjoy what he was used to enjoying. I pray that God will give you grace. God will give me grace. We may be able to hold on onto what he has promised us and not lose sight of that particular promise in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and 4, the word of God says the following. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. We do not do things the way the world does them. We don't focus our minds on the things the world focuses on. He says the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they, are de they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every imagination, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. If I told the word that is being planted is going to take root in you and in me, we must not just stand by the wayside. Remember the one that stood by the wayside. There was something strange that the word of God said. He said the devil came into their hearts and stole the word from their hearts. He did not even just fish the word out. No, he actually walked in, looked around, picked the word, took off, made sure they did not even didn't register that the word had landed. My brother and my sister, may the word land in your spirit and may the word land in my spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we not miss when God is speaking to you and when God is speaking to me. May we not miss that hour and that word that is coming, the word of comfort, the word of admonition, the word of reprimand, the word of correction, the word of encouragement, the word of uplift. There are different words that God speaks out unto each one of us. But if we are standing by the wayside, we are not hearing, it does not register. The devil has a way to walk in, into your heart and steal what you have heard because your mind was not set on the things that are of God. He says, we are not willing to cast down our mind. We are not willing to cast down our imaginations. We are not willing to cast down those thoughts. Bring them into captivity so that God may be glorified in us. Remember the second thing he says. So first and foremost, set where that is your mind is ever occupied by other things. The second thing, you always arguing against or resisting the word. That is the second thing that came to mind. Who standing by the wayside is uh, many times you find we are arguing and resisting the word of God over and over again. Listen what the word of God says in James chapter 4 verse 1 to 7. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but you do not have, you, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. 
you do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know the friend that friendship with the world means enmity with God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. And do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives grace. He gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, the standing by the wayside. And many times speaks of, and many times what we find, there are so many woes and fights that are raging within our hearts, your heart and my heart. Many things that rage as the word of God comes, we start, but what about this? Why hasn't this one happened? Why is this one happening? Why did that one happen? If God is what he says he is. Those words, I hear them from believers. I don't, not even from unbelievers. I've heard them over and over from dear children of God. That is standing by the wayside. And that is essentially, he says, the spirit he has placed in us. He says, he, he, uh, he, he yearns jealously, the spirit of God who is in us. He yearns for to see your mind focused on, on the Lord. He longs to see you concentrating on the word that is coming. He longs to see you and I focusing on what God is doing in his body, not on what is happening across in the world or what men and women are doing, so that you may see clearly what is God saying in this hour and in this particular time. But many times our mind is so out there and he says the spirit that he has placed in us yearns jealously. He longs to see you cooperate with him or to, in, in your walk with the Lord. The same with me. And hence, uh, the question comes, how much do you provoke the spirit in you to jealousy? That as he stands and as he sits with you, he wonders, what is wrong with this child of God? Can't he hear what I am saying or can she hear what I am saying? And that's why he says in verse 7, where we just read, that, you know, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil. And the question is, how much do you submit yourself yeah. to God? How much do I submit myself to God? When we resist, when we argue against the word of God, that is in essence, we are resisting God. Many times we submit to the devil and resist God. In the times when we argue against God, we are submitting to the evil one and not, and not resisting the evil one. Now, finally, he says in John chapter 6, verse 63, he says these wonderful words in, in John chapter 6, verse, verse 63. He says, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. That means the word that God speaks unto us is spirit. The word of God as it comes to us, it is life. And because it is not just mere words that are being spoken into the air, these words, they, you know, they, if they are, they are spirit and they are life, meaning if they are ignored, if they are rejected, if they are opposed, they will withdraw because the word is spirit. Just like you, if I ignore you, 
If I reject you, if I oppose you, you will not stay with me for long. You will withdraw off because you say, Paul has got no need of me. And that's what it is standing by the wayside. Many times we focus on that which, it, and we ignore him. So he stands there, the word comes, but it does not register. We ignore, we reject, we oppose the word. And as a result, the word withdraws and our lives remain dry because life is in the word. But as we stand by the wayside, we fail to receive that word and the enemy yanks or he steals it away from us while the word disappears and darkness covers our environments simply because we were standing by the wayside. So remember, when we resist the word, we imply that we know better. When we resist and we argue against what God is speaking unto you in your spirit and the word is coming across unto you, you are telling God he knows nothing. I know better. And that is pride. And that's why he told us in James in that place we read it, he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So may the Lord touch you. May the Lord touch me that we may be found to be a people who are willing to be able to do his purposes and his will. Thus, standing by the wayside, check your mind as I check my mind. Where do we focus continually, my brother and my sister? These are simple principles. If we would apply them, it will cause much grace and much good in your life, in my life, in our families, in the church, and in the world as a whole. If only we'll focus on what he's saying. If the church will focus on what he's saying, there will be a change within the whole world. The things that are happening wouldn't happen. I can, I can, I can, I can assure you. You, the Christians will arise and they will have a different mindset on what it is that God is saying to each one of them individually. Because God, the Bible says, he has got no discrimination in his heart. And may we grant that that spirit may work in us. And secondly, always arguing against or resisting the word of God. Let us grow out of that particular ground. We may get into the place where we will be able to cooperate with the word of God and his name will be glorified. There are more things to share, but the word, our time is up. I don't want to keep us. We'll continue on some other time to continue sharing that by your teaching on standing by the wayside. But I want you to look on yourself. I look on myself. Let us move away from the wayside. Let us not be that particular individual who is standing by the wayside. But let us jump in so that the word of God may soak in us. We may have ears. Let that be your prayer. Let that be my prayer. And the Lord will be glorified. Father, we bless you and we give you glory. You are faithful and you never fail. We pray that as your word has come across unto us, so may your word find room in us, that, Lord, we shall not be such as stand by the wayside. You've called each one for a purpose, for the glory of your divine name. And I'm praying that that purpose will be revealed in each man, in each woman, in each young man, in each young lady, in the whole of this church. And not only in Hope Community Church West London, but in the whole church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We will no longer stand by the wayside, but the word that comes through to us, we are going to be able to allow it to sprout and to grow in us. We will not argue against your word. We will not resist your word, Father. Let that grace come and rest upon us for the glory of your wonderful name in Jesus' name.
Amen.